Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 4.6 billion. The Earth forms. Cambrian. 542 million. Complex life explodes. Permian Triassic. 251 million. 90% of species die. Cretaceous tertiary. 65 million. Meteor kills the dinosaurs. 55 million. Primates appear. 2.3 Million. Pleistocene. 200,000. Agricultural 250. Revolution. Industrial revolution. Great acceleration. The Anthropocene. Welcome to Generation Anthropocene. I'm Mike Osborne. So a few weeks ago, Miles, Leslie, and I sat down in studio together and talked about Miles's latest nerd-tastic project, The Carbon Footprint of Superheroes. Miles has a reputation for coming up with these kinds of elaborate science and pop culture ideas. A few years ago, he created a whole multimedia thing on the geology of Game of Thrones. Now, recently, Eileen Williams, a producer at another Stanford podcast called State of the Human, interviewed Miles about Game of Thrones geology and how it connects to the Anthropocene. The State of the Human podcast comes out of the Stanford Storytelling Project. We here at Genanthro are fans of the Stanford Storytelling Project. We're also fans of Miles. So today on the show, we decided to air this short segment from the most recent episode entitled Crashing. The whole State of the Human episode is awesome, and we encourage you to check it out, as well as the rest of their archives. We'll provide a link on our site and in the show notes. Here's the segment. Hi, I'm Miles Traer. I am a geologist and geophysicist at Stanford University, and I created the Geology of Game of Thrones project. To use bits of information from the books from, from the HBO show to create a geological history for the planet on which the story takes place. And then wherever details weren't explicit, I would fill in the gaps based on real-life geology of British castles. And so I was able to actually take something that seemed preposterous, and in some ways still is preposterous, and reconstruct over 500 million years of history. The project became way bigger than I had meant for it to. Um, it was supposed to be one geologic map, and it turned into nine. So I put the project online, and you know, in my mind, it was like, it's, it's a passion project. It's a nerd project. Not much happened in the first day. An editor at io9 
put up a, a post about a it. A writer for The Nerdist put it People up. People started to comment. Boing Boing and AV Club. A whole bunch of other sites started saying, you've got to check this out. You have to check this out. People who worked for the TV show started to comment on it. People who created the official map for George R.R. R. Martin wrote an article about it. Everyone started coming to the site to the point that it, the numbers got up to about 500,000 and then the server overloaded and everything came crashing to a halt. Crap, the servers crashed. There was kind of an awkward pause, I would say of about maybe 10 minutes or so in between getting that, hey, the link is broken, and me getting an email from IT at Stanford saying, what the hell did you do? <laughs> because they had watched the numbers just get overloaded and watched the server crashed. People at Stanford were not very happy with me. <laughs> they didn't particularly like that I had crashed their server accidentally. But they had it back up and running within minutes. It was very, very quick. Asking a question of, you know, what is the rock type under King's Landing is, is not inherently a useful answer to have. It just isn't. But what's incredibly useful is the journey by which you discover the answer. Science is creative. Science is imaginative. You have to take advantage of that stuff. So I think that projects like Geology of Game of Thrones help in terms of understanding the fundamental building blocks that we live on. The changes that we're making, if you believe the most recent publication that says the Anthropocene starts in the 1940s, that's an instant in geologic time. That's not even the blink of an eye. A blink of an eye takes way too long. Uh, it's so fast and we've changed things so dramatically. We are anticipating that crash at some point. There are huge stressors on the system right now. Climate is really affecting a lot of it. Ocean acidification is driving a lot of it. Land use change is a huge deal. You know, we have a lot of people and we need to continue to feed them. And we've turned most of the land surface that we can into farmland. Uh, there are just a lot of changes. And I don't, I don't know that relying on a technological solution is going to get us there. For the most part in the United States, water is okay. We have pretty good access to water. We're depleting reservoirs like crazy. We have the Great Lakes, which we're depleting like crazy, and we're polluting a lot of this stuff. But for the most part, we have access to fresh water. That is not the case in most parts of the world. It just isn't. So that's another way we can sort of see the crash coming, but we're trying to figure out what the hell to do about it. The crash has started in biodiversity for sure. We've, we're seeing a lot of species falling off the planet and disappearing. We've, we've seen that for a while now, and we see that it's mostly driven by human hunting. We cross, you know, 400 ppm. That's not good. You know, we definitely don't want to be in that neighborhood because the last time we saw that, the planet looked very different than what it looks like right now uh, and not one that humans would be all that great in surviving in. Things look bad. They really do. I, I will not deny that they look really bad. You know, reading through the, the history of, of the geology of Game of Thrones, there were a lot of things that we're talking about. 
This mountain building episode created increased weathering, which draws carbon dioxide out of the air. It's basically a way of undoing global warming, right? You take the carbon dioxide up there, pull it down, things get cooler. But that process, as we understand it, which is very well, takes millions of years. It's not always a good idea to take science and apply it to fiction because that's not the point of fiction, right? Like, the point of fiction is to create a world and, and do something fantastical with it. It's much more engaging for a lot of people to imagine that these fantasy worlds are real. I do think that there are absolutely parables in the story that we can read, even if Martin didn't intend them to be there. You know, one of the more famous lines is, winter is coming. It's almost an inverse apocalyptic climate change, right? Like, things aren't getting warmer, they're getting much colder. There are a lot of different theories about why people don't react as strongly as scientists sometimes wish they did. Science for too long has been presented as absolute. There's a right answer and there's a wrong answer. Things are easy. And as a result of that, people don't view science as a creative endeavor. And it is. I think it's one of the most deeply creative vocations on Earth. And so part of why people don't react as strongly to environmental changes we're seeing today, I think it's because we haven't done a good job exciting the imagination to be able to picture, you know, 300 parts per million, 400 parts per million, 800 parts per million of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. What, what is that number? What is that? Does that mean anything to anybody other than just being a number? Not really. But to be able to think about it creatively, to be able to think about how many dragons would it take to do that. We keep passing these milestones. The scare tactics work on some people. I think they don't work on most. Uh, you know, the apocalyptic imagery, right? Calling back to Game of Thrones, the White Walkers coming to invade, makes for great television, doesn't really get people to do much. Uh, so that, that narrative needs to be toned, maybe not down, but toned differently. Scientific literacy, at the most reductive answer you can give, is that increased scientific literacy. That's what you have to do to get people to care. If you can show somebody or have somebody imagine what 400 ppm, 400 parts per million carbon dioxide looks like and the effect that that can have, people will change. What we were seeing until recently um, was, you know, people moving away from coal. That's the big one. You know, in terms of, of climate change, burning coal is remarkably terrible for the, the planet and for humans. And it's actually way worse for humans than it is for the planet. The planet will be fine. As a species, we will get through the Anthropocene. In what shape we are when we get through it, I don't know. The, the hope is not to prevent the impact, you know, to prevent the crash. I think the crash is coming. The hope isn't to stop that. I think the hope is to 
sort of soften that blow. We can sort of draw out the crash as long as possible to give ourselves and everyone else enough time to adapt. In a lot of ways, you don't have another choice but to be hopeful. You really don't. Despair is, it's a paralytic, right? Despair is absolutely a paralytic. Oh, well, everything's going straight to hell. What can I do about it? Nothing. All right, just won't do anything then. Uh, you can't. You know, hope gets people up in the morning. Every story, Game of Thrones included, is built on hope. Characters die, things seem to be bad. Oh, but come on, keep going. Keep going, you will get there eventually. Thanks to producer Eileen Williams and the Stanford Storytelling Project for sharing that story with us. Again, the whole episode is titled Crashing. Check it out. It's on the podcast State of the Human. That's it for Generation Anthropocene today. We'll be back on Thursday with a new episode. Thanks for listening.